Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Very pleasant. Good afternoon. Monday edition of the Steve Jones Show. Monday, May 14th on News Radio 1070 WKOK, WKOK.com, SteveJonesShow.com, and Sean Carey here. Just a second, you'll hear Steve from the Sunbury Motors Studio, Sunbury Motors Ford Lincoln Hyundai in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Monday edition of our show, always brought to you by Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury. The team at Purdy will make sure you have the right insurance and they're the people you need in your corner when life happens. So when was the last time you checked your policy? When, 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 when? Well, you want to make sure you have what you need, you know, what, you know, make sure everything is covered. So the great thing is uh, with the team at Purdy Insurance, they have access to products you know and trust. They'll customize a plan that'll fit your monthly budget. Purdy Insurance, Market Street, Sunbury. You can also go to purdyinsurance.com. Also, you can subscribe to our Steve Jones Show podcast. Each show after it airs live on WKOK will go right to your smartphone or tablet. And you can subscribe on either the iTunes, Apple Podcast app, or Google Play. And you can always find three months of shows archived on our main site, stevejonesshow.com. We're also on Facebook. Give us a like. We're on Twitter. Give us a follow at stevejonespsu. And our email, stevejones at wkok.com. You can reach out to us anytime. So scheduled to join us next hour. Next hour is going to turn into the Chambers Hour. <laughs> we have Penn yeah. State head basketball coach Pat Chambers scheduled at 4.06, and we'll talk Philadelphia 76ers with Dennis Chambers, basketballinsiders.com at 4.35. Yeah, they want the big splash in free agency. We'll see if they get it. Well, this is uh, the groundbreaking day we've been talking about for years on this show. Ever since the bill came up in 2012, we've talked about the possibility of sports book throughout the country. And even though New Jersey is lost at every stage, the gut feeling was they weren't going to lose at this stage, and they didn't. Uh, most of it was approved 7-2 to by the Supreme Court. Part of it was 6-3. Stephen Breyer approved of some and didn't approve of other parts but in the end, it was Justice Samuel Alito. He wrote the majority opinion. Clarence Thomas wrote the supporting opinion. Joining them were Anthony Kennedy, Neil Gorsuch, John Roberts, Elena Kagan, 
and for parts of it, Stephen Breyer. And then the dissenting opinion was written by uh, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, joined by Sonia Sotomayor, and parts of it by Stephen Breyer. What what they did today was, right? They did not legalize gambling in the country today. That's not what they did. So you can't run out tonight and say, hey, I want to put 25 on the Warriors-Rockets game. You can't do that unless you're doing it through Las Vegas Sportsbook or doing it illegally with some offshore account. Did I just hear the suit slam his fist on the desk, man? <laughs> some other kind of noise. No, oh, okay. I just want to make sure. <laughs> What they did do was they, this to them, this was a state's rights deal and the Tenth Amendment. And they sided with the state of New Jersey and said it violated their Tenth Amendment rights. So what this did do was it opened the door for each state now to determine whether or not they want to legalize gambling. That's what they did today. They allowed each state to make up their own mind on it. I would guess and venture to say that within five years, two-thirds of the states in this country will have sportsbook. And again, it'll go back to the basic reason for all of these moves. And that is, the states want the money. No offense, it's no more noble than that. As I pointed out before, hey, Colorado, Washington, boy, they're really progressives. They want the tax money. Come on. And there are times where you just, you become cynical about such things and to, to legislatures and how they handle budgets. They have allowed the populace to become very, very cynical. So that would be the key, that they want to get money out of this. And they should be able to get money out of it. They're going to be the ones running it. They're going to be the ones regulating it, so the state should get a cut. It's going to be their baby. So where does this stand? New Jersey is in an interesting spot. New Jersey already has most of this in place. Monmouth Park, the racetrack by the coast, already has a sports book area ready to go. It's been closed down. They haven't been using it. But they think that in two to three weeks, you'll be able to go there and place bets. Probably the same with Atlantic City. So by the time the NBA Finals roll around, if you live in New Jersey or you can physically go into a racetrack or a casino in Atlantic City, you probably will be able to bet on the NBA Finals. Other states are also ahead of the curve. The two that are, there there are three others that are absolutely ahead of the curve. West Virginia's won. They think they can have sportsbook rolling in West Virginia 
and probably be run through the state lottery office within 90 days. Delaware, same thing, ahead of the curve. And guess what other state is way ahead of the curve on this? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is way ahead of the curve on this. Now, how long this takes and what the process is, I don't know, but I wouldn't doubt that this will be something that Mark, I think, can explore with some of our state legislators around the area when he has them on the mark, because this is a significant, I mean, this, I mean, sure, it's a sports gambling bill, but Mark, of course, is going to deal with it from the point of view of, you know, how is this going to work for more money? for the coffers of the state to, to pay the bills. But each state has to come up with their own regulations, how it's going to operate, where it's going to operate, what kind of fees are involved. So there's a lot going on to make it happen. But Pennsylvania is ahead of many, many other states. New York wants to look into it now. Connecticut definitely wants to look into it. Connecticut is flat broke. And, I mean, mean, Connecticut is so broke, I mean, so broke, that they freely admit there's an area of Connecticut down in the Panhandle area near New York, Greenwich, Darien, Westport, where the stockbrokers all live. Okay? And they freely admit they cannot tax the rich any more than they have. They freely admit they can't do it anymore. And they don't know ways to do it. Well, this now opens the door for them. To get more money into the state of Connecticut coffers. Connecticut, uh, Illinois... They desperately need it. And that's what this comes down to. This comes down to the ability to get money for the states. And they're going to be able to do it through Sportsbook. Now, how lucrative it is, I don't know. We'll find out. But already $150 billion is wagered illegally in this country. How do the sports leagues benefit from this? This is where national regulation probably comes into play. They can make their own deals, I think, with individually with the states. They certainly can do that. They certainly can to, can make their own arrangements with states. But and we've heard about the one percent. That's been floated by Adam Silver. And it sounds like Major League Baseball... Major League Baseball's been joining the NBA arm-in-arm when talking with legislatures. And they've, and they've talked to a number of them. Um, between a half dozen and a dozen state legislatures they have talked to. And... And that's where the leagues, they'll want a cut of this. 
They will want a cut. And that is the bottom line. The 1% idea is the Australian model, where if you get 1% of every, I think every dollar wagered on your particular sport, you get. Now, what does the NCAA do? Does the NCAA stay out of it? Or do they, too, go in with the idea? And I'm just using the 1% as, look, Adam Silver floated it, so I'll just keep using that number until I hear a different number, okay? We'll do that. just seems easier. And when you look at, I mean, what do they do? Do they take 1% of every wager on a football game? I mean, do they do that and then distribute the money equally among the 129 Division One football programs? I mean, do they do that? Do they take 1% wagered on every basketball game and then equally distribute the money among 351 basketball programs? I don't know. It's something that they have to look into. That I have no answer for as to how the NCAA would handle it. Do they stay out of it completely, or do they get involved, and do they get involved with the idea of monetary distribution? Yeah, the words that we're going to hear several weeks, several months down the road, federal framework, you're going to hear that a lot, just to yeah. make sure that there is, a, and according to, from a quote from a, the NBA and their commissioner, you know, just something that would provide not only consistency from state to state, but from sport to sport. Right, But it's just interesting hearing and catching the comments from the NBA, the NHL. It just seems like <laughs> the, the, right. the statement with the least amount of words came from the NCAA, and in a way that really didn't surprise me at all. <laughs> right. It just seems like, okay, which one has already started getting their ducks lined up in a row? Which one really knew when this was going to happen? And which ones really were kind of turning the other way, thinking, ah, when is that going to happen? That's not going to happen. Right, I don't, yeah. That that I can't tell you. I just, I don't know. And But the, look, the leagues want their cut, okay? It's as pure and simple as that. They, they want their cut. And then what do they do? Then what do they do? You're right, though. Bringing in the NCAA uh, side of things, you're right. Does it? Do you talk about all 129 NCAA top-level college football programs, or do you focus more on just the Power Five conferences and just how that money right. would be divvied out? I mean, it's a. There's definitely a. At this point, more questions wow. than answers. Right. There's many more questions for them because for a league, it's completely different. There are 31 NHL teams, 30 in Major League Baseball, 30 in the NBA, and there are 32 NFL teams. You're a professional sports organization, or even MLS, for example. 
You're a professional sports organization. You take the money and you divide it up 30 ways, 32 ways, 31 ways, whatever the number of teams happens to be. That's how it works. So... And for the NCAA, it's a different ball game. I mean, do you, do you do equal distribution? That's why I mentioned the 129 and the 351. There are 129 Division One football games. All right. Now, I mean, I don't know if you. I mean, can you bet on Villanova and Richmond as a regular season game? I don't know. <laughs> I can't answer that. So that part I don't know. Maybe not Villanova basketball, but possibility of West Virginia basketball within the state of West Virginia. (laughs) It sounds like that That could be a possibility even before football season. Well, 90 days away, West Virginia is going to do this. Wow. I mean, West Virginia is locked They're locked in. They say they can get going in 90 days, maybe even less. And I believe it's being administered at least initially through the state lottery office. But believe me, Pennsylvania is way ahead of the curve, way, way ahead of other people. But my guess is that within five years, two-thirds of the states will have a sports book. There's some places, for example, where you think it would be automatic. And it's not. And that would be, I'll give you one, Florida. A lot of people are like, ah, Florida will definitely do ah, Florida's like, ah, we don't know what to do. Florida might not do it. I mean, my guess is California will do it. I mean, my guess is California will do it. I would think if there's a cluster of states that would be last to jump on board would probably be the Bible Belt states down south. No, Mississippi's supposedly way ahead here. <laughs> How about that? Well, there are some resorts and casino casinos down that way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Biloxi, Biloxi, yeah, Biloxi sure. already has it. Absolutely, Biloxi already has it. Um, so, I don't know. Um, it's very, uh, very interesting. Very interesting how this is going to play out. Very interesting how it's going to play out. And I think that when you look at, um, you know, some people are wondering, well, what's this going to do to for example, um, um, what's this going to do? The possibility of game games being fixed. Um, what you can't fix games now with the illegal offshore betting, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, what what prevents you from doing that? 
What prevents you from doing that now? Nothing prevents you from doing that now. Nothing. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back, bottom of the hour. As we continue, brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Here's Adam Purdy with another example of how Purdy Insurance is different. I was at home one Saturday when I got a call from a client who had just been in an auto accident with a rental car in Canada. After confirming that everyone was okay, I checked his policy and assured him that we had the proper coverages in place. Within a few minutes, I had his claim called in and he was back to enjoying his vacation. Purdy Insurance has been answering calls like this for over 90 years. Give Purdy Insurance a call today at 800-677-2478 to see what we can do for you. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors Studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. But the bottom line is, the sports leagues want to make money off of this, and that's why Major League Baseball and the NBA in particular, and they've had some, some help from the PGA Tour. But mostly the NBA and Major League Baseball have been lobbying legislatures about what they would like to see put in place if the Supreme Court ruled with New Jersey. And now you have nearly 20 states taking up versions of the bill that New Jersey put forward. And the ones that are furthest ahead are West Virginia, Mississippi, Delaware, New Jersey, and yes, Pennsylvania. I would not doubt that Pennsylvania fast-tracks itself where they're on the same clock as West Virginia is. I wouldn't doubt it. And um, I'm hoping Mark can get a couple state legislators on like he always gets, because I think this is, this is we're talking about revenue for the state here. This is state revenue. But how's this going to play out? All right, so... Let's talk about West Virginia. 
Now, West Virginia is a state that doesn't have any pro sports teams in it. And right now, West Virginia is a state that has five casinos in it. The state legislature passed a bill in March without a fee for sports leagues that would go into effect after the Supreme Court ruling. And they say they can they can be up and running in 90 days. Now, Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, and remember, West Virginia doesn't have any sport, pro sports teams in it, pressured Governor Jim Justice to veto the bill. Why? Because it didn't have anything in there for the leagues. Well, Justice didn't veto the bill, and it became provisional law in West Virginia. So what does this bill do? The NBA and Major League Baseball are still continuing to lobby the governor. And by the way, the governor's family does have a rich slice of property in West Virginia. It's known as Greenbrier Resort. That's where the suit takes all of his digital media clients. And they both enjoy it. Just kidding. That was just a little radio humor there. Very little radio humor. Not even Sean laughed. Okay. Now, one of the state's casinos in West Virginia is located at Greenbrier Resort. And if that sounds familiar to you, the PGA holds a tournament there every year at the Greenbrier. It's also the Greenbrier happens to be uh, where the Houston Texans train. The governor announced that he reached the deal with the leagues and the state lottery commission that would send money to the leagues, including, yes, the PGA Tour. But also, the deal would send money to Marshall and West Virginia. How about that? So again, this is what the leagues are looking for. They want their cut. PGA Tour wants its cut. And here's a state with no pro teams, but they do have a pro event at the Greenbrier. PGA Tour. And... The governor announced that he reached a deal with the leagues and the state lottery commission that would send money to the leagues, including the PGA Tour. And also, but here's the other part that you know we have to think about. Marshall and West Virginia, the two Division I universities, also are going to get cuts under that legislation. Now, the lawmakers aren't sure if it's legal yet. They're trying to find out. And how it turns out is might be the precedent for other states. So if you've wondered why the NBA and Major League Baseball have spent so much time and so much money trying to get an agreement with a state that doesn't have a pro franchise in it, that's the reason why. Now, the NBA and Major League Baseball are also trying to get lawmakers to mandate that casinos buy the real-time data from the leagues themselves.
They say part of the new betting market is going to be making individual in-game wagers. So, to do that, real-time information is really important. The NBA has also started to deal with sports radar for data services. Huge deal for them that allows sports radar to sell the NBA's official real-time data to casinos around the world. Now, in a game in March between the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets, real-time stats for the game failed. And the problem wasn't officially sorted out until hours after the game. Now, players' unions are also looking at this. How do they? How, you know, how, how's this going to work for them? So. That West Virginia thing is one that's interesting to watch. I think in the end, the leagues will get a cut, and they will set a precedent. And the governors agreed to it. Lawmakers have looked into it. And I think that if they can have some sort of peace at hand with the leagues, in this case the NBA and Major League Baseball, it would make it much easier for them all the way through. It has to be regulated, though. There's never enough money. You want to know where I got that saying from? You don't have a guess, do you? Uh, I would probably say um, your retirement broker. Uh, No, I got it from the digital media conference I attended. It so just make, it, it just makes you wonder, like with West Virginia and other states, whenever you know, then you'll have the trickle down effect. Then other states will follow. I'm just curious, then, then as to how convenient it'll be for you outside of using your phone or your tablet to you know go online and make a bet, you know, like you can in in England. Well, you know, you can well, you can go right up to a sports book window, and it doesn't matter what Premier League game you're at. You can just walk up to the window and make a bet on the fly. I'm just curious then how convenient it'll be for the betting consumer to make a bet, whether you, you know, whether it's a brick right. and mortar or whether it's mobile. Right now it would be brick and mortar. Right now. That's because they don't have the software up and running yet to be able to have apps and have it run through the casino or through a centralized site or whatever. And then how do you accept the wager through your software? How do you pay out the wager if it pays off through the software? I mean, so there's a few things that they have to work out with that. Eventually that will happen because that's how off-track betting works with horse racing. I mean, you can, you can, you can bet on a race right now in Santa Anita if you want. So, there. That's that's one of them. What does the NCAA do? That's that's what I'm wondering. See, that's why that West Virginia bill is so intriguing. 
because they're going to give a cut to West Virginia and to Marshall out of that. Really? Okay. And how did that happen? Did West Virginia and Marshall have to lobby for it? Or did the state legislature just automatically put it in there? Look, what they did today, they did not legalize sports gambling. That's not what they did today. They didn't do that. In other words, okay, we ruled it's legal. All right, let's go put money down on the Warriors and Rockets. Can't. Unless you do it illegally, offshore, or you happen to be able to do it as a sports book in uh, Las Vegas or yeah, you know, yeah. any, or or anywhere in Nevada, yeah, Reno, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, the bookies aren't sweating bullets yet. But I'm just curious, once right. it becomes mainstream, you know, part of the everyday feel, I'm just curious as to how many different betting brands that you would have to choose from. Like you hear Will, you know, William Hill is one, and there's several others out there. I I'd just be curious as to like which they, ones then would be you know trusted and mandated in the USA, and then, and then that would that well, would divvy up the pie then even more, wouldn't it? That that's where the states come in. The states can probably would regulate who can and who can't. I mean, it would be state mandated. So you know, I was sorry, I was saying, look, they didn't say sports book is legal as of today. They're saying each state now can legalize it if they wish. That's what they said. And New Jersey's like, hey, you bet. We're all set. Here we go. They'll, I mean, Monmouth Park says, wait, two weeks? You should be able to make a sports sports wager. Monmouth Park. Pennsylvania's fast track. Pennsylvania in a, in a, has put itself in uh, being ahead of the curve. Delaware. I mentioned West Virginia. Mississippi has. And there'll be other states that will do it. I mean, New York eventually will do it. Connecticut will do it. Connecticut financially doesn't know which ends up. I mean, I could see Illinois doing it. Illinois broke. Yeah, you brought up Florida earlier, and uh, another state we really haven't kicked around, California. I'm surprised that California isn't way up there on the list. California, I can see in five years California um, doing it. Um, Just with their close proximity to Nevada, just for that. J.J. Uh, Abbott, a spokesman for Governor Tom Wolf, said today that it may take a couple of months before Pennsylvanians can start placing wagers on games. Well, I'll tell you right now, that's not much time. That sounds 60 days to me, doesn't it? Sure does. That's before yep. football season to me. I'm doing see, my math was, right. I mean, I didn't see, major was, in math, but... <laughs> see, but that was part of the timing of this I thought was so important. That's why I said they'd have it done by July 1st, which is, that's the typical, this, between now and July 1st when the Supreme Court issues rulings anyway. But I thought, well, the timing for those who are into sports wagering is perfect. I am not. I could care less. To me, I'm, I love the purity of it. Always have. I mean, I... I, I you know... I realize wagering in a game changes your interest in it dramatically. Not only that, but staying to the end of the game, whether it's on TV or in person, becomes really important to you. Why? Because of the outcome. Yeah. They're in danger of not covering. You're going to leave? Of course not. You're going to stay. You now have a personal, financial, vested interest in the game. See, I've never placed a wager on anything in my life. I have no interest in it. Zero. 
But we gamble in all sorts of ways anyway that's legal in this country. And it's not, I'm not just talking about horse racing. I mean, you're telling me the stock market's not gambling? Now, that's, high, that's heavily regulated by the U.S. government. Just like this, I think eventually, Congress is eventually going to take this up. But of course, you know, in the race between the tortoise and the hare, okay, Congress is, is right now running third. Okay, they don't do anything fast. But Senator Orrin Hatch did say he was going to introduce a bill today to start it down that road. But they've got other things on the plate right now. They're not going to get around to it yet. But eventually there'll be some national regulation to it. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But I've never had any interest in it. None. Zero. Uh, I can watch sports easily just because I love it. And I don't need to put money on it to, to change that. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk about uh, point shaving in a moment. <laughs> the soup one time point shaved at a Little League game. You're like, what, what are you doing? So there's no money. Out. Oh, as soon as I told them it wasn't on the board in Vegas, you know, they, they played for real and won. All right, we'll come back more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Some people are wondering if this would lead to point shaving. Look, with $150 billion illegally bet in this country anyway, you don't think that leads to the possibility of point shaving? I mean, really. Arizona State had a point shaving scandal. Boston College did. Northwestern did. Kentucky, CCNY. In basketball. I mean, you know, come on. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, Northwestern, it was, it was, remember the kicker, Kevin Pendergast? I did one of the games that was fixed. I've told you that story a million times. I mean, Sean can recite it. But Dion Lee, I mean, Pendergast got a hold of Dion Lee, who then was able to get involved, Dewey Williams, and I think it looks like Kevin Purdy might have been involved too. And. You know, Wisconsin was the first time out. It was a 13-and-a-half spread, and Wisconsin won by 14, so by the hair on their chinny-chin-chins, they won. Well, then the next one out was Penn State. Penn State was a 17- or 18-point favorite. Penn State won by 30. Lee had four points in the game. Dewey Williams, who I never liked as a player anyway, so it didn't surprise me. John Amici had a career-high 30 against him. Purdy did nothing. I mean, I think Purdy, whatever involvement Purdy may or may not have had in it, may have been like that guy that comes off the bench late, hits a couple threes, and like changes the spread. Well, you want to be able to control that. Well, then they were supposed to go for the big score with Michigan, and Michigan was like a 23, 24 point favorite, some number like that. And Lee didn't want to do it. And so Pendergast got a hold of him. In fact, Pendergast flew into Chicago and drove to Evanston and met him at that at the movie theater near the football stadium and in the alley. And he said, hey, look, come on, I'll double it. I'll double what your cut is. You know, the cuts were like 4000 I think 2000 for the games. No, I'm sorry, 4000 for the games. This was going to be 8000 to be distributed how Lee determined. All right. So he says, all right, you're going to double it. Go ahead. They didn't win. 
Michigan won by 17. And that's how it started to unravel. But that happened with illegal. You know what I mean? It's like, so just because it it would become legalized in this country, it's not going to lead to more. There's 150 billion bet illegally. What, you don't think that doesn't spur some people to think that they can maybe fix a game or two so they can can win? What, just because it's legal in New Jersey, now you're going to do it? No. If you have 150 billion out there in the illegal bets to begin with, offshore, believe me, there are some people in that group that are tempted. Patrick Chambers next half hour. Stop by the suits office. He has a one arm bandit. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. 